Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Plain. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, once again, it's that most wonderful time of the week when your favorite guest and my favorite joins us. He is the founder of Daily Coast, the largest online progressive community, the founder of Civics with a Q the largest and most sampled and most accurate polling firm in the world and the host of the brief the most downloaded podcast marcos <laughs> you're, you're trying to wear me down aren't you mark <laughs> <laughs> we some a great man was telling me we are what we after all pretend to be so we just claim it we just claim it you know so that's so happy to be here mark it's so yeah. fun to visit with you every every uh, Thursday. Well, I, we want to make it fun for you. How you doing, buddy? Everything good? All good. Yeah. Can't complain. Summer's yeah. here. People yeah, are yeah. vaccinating in, in most places. Yeah, yeah. So this week, the anniversary of George Floyd, it is it any what what does it do politically to either side, good or bad? Biden said he wanted the Justice and Policing Act passed by the anniversary of George Floyd's martyrdom. Um, and that didn't happen. What 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 does that say? I mean, is is that is that in any way a poor reflection on Biden? Uh, is it a worse reflection on the GOP? And overall, in terms of the state of the country, what, what do you think that this still has not gone through? Is is something like this even still possible? at this time. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if it's a re- reflection on Biden. You need 60 votes in the Senate. It's more probably a reflection on Joe Manchin who refuses to budge on the filibuster, even as Republicans are, are you know, trying, apparently they're going to filibuster the January 6th commission, right? So uh, 
there's only so much that you can do legislatively when you need 60 votes and Republicans are lockstep in opposition to essentially the entire Biden administration. I'm more in awe that anything has gotten through than I am upset of the things that haven't gotten through. And Joe Biden is 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 a key, and you know he's he's quite the dichotomy, and I I I think we are all right to be conflicted in that he's a pin in the butt, and he is obstructing. He's not, he's he's enabling Mitch McConnell to obstruct so much of the of the Biden agenda. On the other hand, that's a state that Donald Trump won by almost forty points, and there's no we had really no business having a Democratic senator in that state. So by all political rights, it should be a 51-49 Republican Senate, and then we'd have nothing, none of the 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 stuff that we've been able to get through Congress. So uh, it's disappointing, for sure, and it's frustrating, but I, I don't know if I'd lay this on Joe Biden's feet. What I will say, though, it's, it's it's been interesting because Joe Biden invited the Floyd family to the White House. Democrats have been talking about the need for police reform. And it's been very much in our conversation. And Republicans have totally ignored it. They, 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 it's been almost radio silence on the issue. They're, they're, they're chicken wings. It's a new thing. I don't know if you've seen this. They're upset about chicken wings and about some chicken sauce not being available at Chick-fil-A. And so they think this is Joe Biden. And this is what they're, that's the kind of stuff they're talking about this week, this week. And Mark, that tells me that so much that 2020 was about a supposedly a referendum on Black Lives Matter, and that supposedly it was going to scare white people into voting Republican. The fact that they're not really pummeling the story today shows that they don't think they're on solid political ground. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. What is Joe Manchin, though? What it, Are we going to have to deal with him when it comes to infrastructure, too? I mean, is he going to just block that also? Do you think we're, we're already dealing with them? The, the good thing about infrastructure is that you can get you can get it through uh, reconciliation, but budget reconciliation. Right. So it's it's the stupid rules of the Senate, the most idiotically convoluted piece of crap legislative body. <laughs> uh, maybe there's worse. The Israeli Knesset maybe is worse. Right. Since they're completely paralyzed. But normally you need 60 votes for most legislation. But there's this weird, weird, bizarre loophole that allows 50 votes in a piece of legislation that deals with revenue items. And obviously, infrastructure is so very clearly a revenue bill. And I'm just simplifying. I think it's a lot more complicated than that. In a way that policing is not, because policing is policy, right? It's not saying, you know, it's not a dollars and cents type of issue. So things like the Rescue Act was a budgetary matter that can go through 50. Infrastructure can also as well. You can do this. Normally, it's supposed to be twice a term. There is, uh, there is again, loophole after loophole. Now they think they can do three of them. So there's still, they, they, but the problem is you can't do immigration reform with this. You can't do police reform with this. You can't grant statehood to, D- to DC on this. So there are, there are limits to what you can do. But when it comes to things that include spending, it's an issue. Now, I know if you've been paying attention, Manchin has been very frustrated with Republican obstructionism, right? He just can't fathom why Republicans don't want to be bipartisan and work, you know, collaboratively on legislation. And he seems to be really upset with it on the matter of the, of the one six commission. 
Now he's still holding fast, but I suspect I I'm I'm maybe I'm reading too much into it, right? But I'm I'm seeing hints of a crack starting the form, or maybe even a foundation, right? Because he keeps saying you uh there's no reason Republicans shouldn't be working with us on these issues on infrastructure. I don't understand why they don't want to work with us on the on the one six commission. And what's going to be really, really, I think it's going to all come to a head. It's going to be late summer. The debt ceiling is going to expire. We're going to exceed the debt ceiling. And Republicans have made very clear that they have no interest in raising the debt ceiling without major concessions on discretionary spending. And so this is going to be the place that a lot of filibuster watchers are starting to think that might be the straw that breaks the camel back. That if Republicans push their luck on that, if they push on that, that it might finally lead Manchin to, uh, to uh, bust the filibuster. But it's always been a process. It's always he's always wants to say like I want bipartisan, bipartisan. Republicans are making it easy to create that framework, that foundation to eliminate the filibuster by providing zero votes. They're not even pretending to want to be bipartisan on anything. There's nothing there. So um, short term, it's a problem. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't bet my firstborn on it, but maybe this means this is foundation for Manchin to decide that the filibuster is a problem, to ditch it, and then a lot of things can happen. He doesn't understand, you said, um, Republican obstructionism. So, so this is this is what I what I need to get straight with and try to understand. Um, it, wasn't he a senator when Obama was in the White House? He sure was. Okay, so what did he miss that the rest of us saw? You I mean, know, he, is, he hasn't missed anything. It really comes down to the fact that he represents a 40-point Trump state. His entire constituency, you know, they're Trumpers, right? It's, it's, it's a state full of Trumpers. And he is clearly skilled enough to survive in that environment, but he barely survived last time. And so the question I've had, I mean, he's, he was starting at the beginning of the term, Mark, we talked about it. He was sounding really democratic <laughs> to the point where I was wondering if he was, if, if he had already written off re-election. Like he was like, I'm done. This is my last six years. And so I'm just going to write this thing out and I'm going to do the right thing. And then he sort of reverted back to Mr. Like uh, Republicans have smart things to say. They need to work with us, blah, blah, blah. How much of that is performative? How much of that is sincere? Um, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, I suspect it's 100% performative. I suspect that he does, he says the things that help get him reelected. And the way he's talking lately suggests that maybe he does plan on running either for reelection or for governor again. So... If that's the case, it makes them a lot more difficult to work with, for sure. More MIP after this message. You've mentioned governor a few times. Um, is that is it really buzz? Is that something you think he's really thinking about doing? Um, he he was governor before. He's already been he governor. So he yeah, run again. Yeah, so he could always run again. And versus um, Virginia has shown the ability to elect Democratic 
governors, even when literally everything else is, uh, is Republican. In the same vein that Massachusetts will elect Republican governors, right? I mean, some of these states, when they're that partisan, voters sometimes like to split it up just to create a little bit of uh, checks and balances. Uh, so, and if you're West Virginia, you know that Republicans are going to screw you on education. So at least on local education, things like that, they may be more apt to vote for a Democratic governor. And the current governor in West Virginia is a Republican, but he was a former, he was elected as a Democrat and then switched parties after he was elected. It's a weird state. Uh, so yeah, he might he may want to, and there's there's a lot of fear that when he ran for re-election last time for the Senate that he might actually want to go and run for governor. And, and it was a big coup for Chuck Schumer to keep him in the Senate. So what what does his... Of his own form of obstruction, what does that do to Democrats when it comes to midterms? I mean, what can we? I guess we have to make sure the voters are informed and sophisticated, sophisticated enough to know it's not the Democrats aren't doing what they want to do; is that we need more Democrats to do what we want to do and negate Joe Manchin, pretty much. I mean, it's, it might even have to be that practical, huh? Lay y'all, we we this dude, one dude. We need to elect these other people and keep the people we have because of the arcane rules of the Senate itself. And one dude can mess everything up. Yeah, people don't understand how the Senate works and they don't understand the filibuster. And, and people have done studies on this where they'll go and they'll tell people about the filibuster and people think it's fake because it's so <laughs> it doesn't make any logical sense. And so they don't get it. They don't get it. And that it's been one of the problems with the filibuster is that it takes accountability away from the party that's actually in charge, right? Because what McConnell did last time, he took powers, he accused the Democrats of being, you know, do nothing Democrats when they literally obstructed everything. And so it's one thing to lose control of a chamber because people don't like what the chamber has, that party in control has done. It's another thing when it's, it's all, BS and, and the Senate is, is it's all BS. Not even getting into the geographic advantages that rural small states have, et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean, it's just, it's a broken chamber. And so Joe Manchin makes it extra broken. So it is a problem. I mean, 2022 really, is, it's going to be a base election. It's going to be what have you done for me type of election. Republicans are going to be running their Donald Trump is, uh, you know, the, the real president and this is all stolen and everything's rigged. That's their, their thing and cancel culture, whatever nonsense, right? It's all, they're not even running on anything of substance anymore. Um, Democrats are going to have to come in and say, like, we're giving you stuff. Like, you elected us. You worked hard in 2020. Here's what you got out of it. You got child credit. You're getting check every month. You got, you got extra unemployment insurance money. Um, you know, here's some infrastructure jobs. That's what they're going to have to do. So it would be great. If we could go and say, hey, you know, Black Americans, like the federal government is doing something fundamentally uh, substantive to improve the situation in your neighborhoods. Like that, it would be freaking great. It would be great if they can go and say to the Latino community, look, we're, we're, we fix immigration. Like we, we're, <laughs> we're, man we're dealing with this issue. We're legalizing people who've been here for decades. Uh, we're giving, granting citizenship to the dreamers. It would be great if we could go down that list and show those constituencies the benefits 
of electing a democratic government from top to bottom that isn't Donald Trump is bad and we no longer have Donald Trump. And so it's going to make a difference. So the more that the Senate can pass, because the House will pass stuff, the more that the Senate can pass, the easier it will be to make that case in 22. And I think we're helped a bit because Republicans are not only so completely off the rocker and talking about Chick-fil-A sauces, but you know the Republican study group in the House just proposed raising the retirement age to 69 from 65. So please, like, let's let's give us more ammunition. Oh, you want to raise the, the gas uh, tax instead of taxing the wealthy to pay for infrastructure? Okay, give us more ammunition for 2022 so that we can tell people that you're more concerned about protecting rich people than you are about uh, taxes that would be raised on the middle class and and uh, and the lower classes. So. And seniors, which are a big Republican constituency, of course. No, that would be good ammunition. That's what we need. We need them to keep that up. That'll help us just like uh, 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 running Herschel Walker (laughs) (laughs) against Raphael Warnock. Please. And you know what? I give you a good reason to do it, y'all. Herschel was a I grew up watching him play football. All right. He was a great running back. And he should run for Senate for that reason. What what better candidate can you have than to have someone who was a great football star? I'm making an argument, you know, so, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's what we that's what we need. Our friend whom you and a lot of others uh, originally saw as the Democratic nominee and saw a path to the presidency, Elizabeth Warren, she is cracking down even more so. on big business, um, big corporations, big CEOs. They are using folks, the overdraft fees that we often pay to, again, continue to line their pockets. Uh, and, you know, Elizabeth Warren is, Warren is still doing what she does, holding these big corporations accountable, Marcos. I mean, Warren is, she's always going to be Elizabeth Warren, right? There's a reason we all loved her so much. Uh, her and Katie Porter, I think, are like, you know, they're they're like dynamite one-two one, punch Senate in the House. And and uh, I got to say, like, I'm, I won Ayanna Presley in the Senate, and it's like, okay, it's not going to be, <laughs> I want it to be a Warren seat. So, uh, and believe it or not, there was, there was some discussion if if Warren had been picked to be vice president or in the administration in one way. Like she was not really predisposed to do so in large part because of what she's doing now. Like she has really, she has a lot of ability right now, particularly in the majority and with a friendly administration to really put the screws on Washington. I mean, I'm sorry, on Washington, put the screws on uh, Wall Street. Um, but there's the one, uh, everybody told me, like, the one thing that was in the back of her mind saying, yeah, but if I if I took that position, that would open up a Senate seat for Ayanna Presley. And I am, she's my favorite. Ayanna Presley is my favorite. And um, so I wish it wasn't this sort of, like, traffic jam <laughs> in the Senate right now in Massachusetts. Uh, but I'm sure Presley will get her shot uh, within, the, you know, next six years. Um I'm pretty hopeful. And Warren is, is she's awesome. And, and what we need, what we really need is, is bigger majorities so that we actually have the ability to sort of render 
Joe Manchin irrelevant. And in fact, I don't know why he doesn't do it because it would be in his interest. He can then vote against Democrats all the time, right? When it didn't matter. You can vote for Chuck Schumer and then vote against us the rest of the time and it wouldn't matter. And he can go brag to his people back home in Virginia that how, how conservative he is. And then maybe he survives in four years when he's up for re-election. Yeah. But, but, um, what, what, you know, I made that argument before. That's why he should just support statehood. I mean, it's, yeah. that's a win-win for him. We get the two other senators and he can just act a fool, roller skate on the ceiling if he wants to. And, and he play can say whatever he wants. Yeah, he can Nobody just, oh, I mean, if I was Chuck, that'd be the, hey, hey, hey man, vote for statehood. And then you can do whatever you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and absolutely. Yeah, there's a whole argument. And I, it's, I mean, I think we talked about it. I'm sure you've seen it, that you don't actually need to eliminate the filibuster to have a 50 plus one vote to to um, to allow Washington DC to become a state. The Douglas, what is it? The, the, the Douglas um, Commonwealth. You don't even, because it's not the part of the constitution that deals with a lot, with uh, admitting new states in the union isn't part of the legislative process. It's an old, it's its own section of the constitution separate from your typical, um, I think from article one from the Congress side. So. It's actually, I mean, it seemed compelling to me. I'm not, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but it seemed like a great argument. Uh, and if nothing else, to test it. Let Republicans sue to try to block it and, uh, and see what happens. More MIP after this message. They couldn't block. They tried to block Kristen Clark. Kristen Clark, the new Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights from the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. I likened her experience and her struggle to Lonnie Guineer um, when, it, when it was happening. Uh, this is gonna make a big difference. I mean, someone with her experience, and I know Kristen very well, um, that's gonna be a big deal when it comes to voter suppression and police violence. Uh, that's good news. And then one other thing in terms of the law, a grand jury, as you know, as we all know, has been impaneled for the criminal charges that are coming down on Donald Trump. Uh, most grand juries, unless there's a killing of a police officer, bring an indictment. The, the, the rule is, the, the saying is, grand jury can and will indict a ham sandwich. Yeah, the grand jury process, it's actually, I don't, I don't even know why we go through the charade of it anymore, right? It's pretty much, they, they see what the prosecutor wants to see. It's not like the defense gets to present a defense, right? So it's, right. it's all the right kind of, of uh, evidence. And you're right, because the prosecutor doesn't want those cops indicted. They're not gonna show the evidence that, that supposedly uh, would be, would be um, damning to a, to a you know, murderous policeman. So it, it's, uh, it's a bit of a, oh, they decided. <laughs> you know, it, was, it wasn't me, they decided. Kind of, kind of uh, passing the buck, which is a little bs -y. But yeah, at this point, it, it's, it seems pretty obvious that we're going to see indictments of some sort. Question, I mean, are they going to hit Donald Trump? That's, that's, I wouldn't count on it quite yet. But I think it's pretty obvious that everybody's going to flip, right? Who, who's going to want to take the fall for Donald Trump at this point? So I think all those Trump execs, including the CFO, Wissenthal or whatever his name is, they're all, they're all going to they're, they're gonna flip. They're all going to point their finger at Donald Trump. Question is, though, Mark, yeah, Trump has always been very good about not explicitly telling people to do wrongdoing, right? He's good about wink, wink. You'll do the right thing. You'll do the thing that helps us. 
And then so it's not as clear cut as he wrote a memo that says do the do the wrong thing. Um, but maybe he did, right? Because now right. we've seen that. <laughs> he's, right. right. He's admitted right. to wrongdoing before the dumbass. So who knows? Maybe he'll he'll hand it to us in a silver platter. But again, as I said last week, in the case of the January 6th commission, I think he did tell some people the wrong thing. That's why they didn't want the commission. And, and that's why Liz Cheney is saying people will be subpoenaed. I mean, she put it out there. This is what's going on. This is why they don't want this commission. This is why they want to get rid of me. Uh, so, so that's the... Um, that's the thing. Uh, I, I, I said this on another show I was on today. I'll share with the audience. Uh, those of you, you know, who are in law school, who are attorneys or news practice, whatever, or just want something to do, you should reach out to Trump and ask to represent him. Uh, it'd be a good experience. You will not be paid. That's why I'm saying it's internship. <laughs> you will not be paid. That's a guarantee. But I mean, it'd be something interesting to get involved in and see what's going on uh, with that because it is going down. Uh, remember, Marcos and I said we weren't sure. We can't guarantee he'll be in in a, in a position four years from now, or now what, three years from now, to run for president. And cases like this usually unfold that way. They don't happen tomorrow. Grand jury's in place, and and by three years is about right time for you know there be to, for jurors to be in a jury box and opening arguments <laughs> to begin at the latest. There's like 22 cases against him, too. Let's not forget, this is one <laughs> out of dozen, two dozen cases. Right, right, right. So he, he's he's facing a lot of... Now, I'm still not even convinced he's going to be alive in four years to be, or three years, to be honest. I mean, right, 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 he's not the... I mean, how many Big Macs does he eat a day? He's, he's not exactly three, three, a... Big Macs, three meals a day. Ugh. The whole hep, hep, Big Mac uh, uh, adult meal. Oh, Dear God. Yeah, so let's not assume that he's even going to be in a position health-wise to be doing anything in three years. It's just, you know, the Republican Party, again, they, they know this is happening. They see those legal cases work their way through the, through the court system. And they've yet, they've decided to hand over to surrender their party to somebody who quite clearly is a criminal and could very well be legally a criminal we can say it <laughs> metaphorically, but you know it could be a, an actual legal certainty with a conviction uh, within the next couple of years, and that's who they're entrusting their party with. It's crazy. You're right, folks. Check out the brief every week on the podcast, also on YouTube uh, on Tuesdays, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. Am I right about that? Uh, the brief is on. Uh, it's no, no. It's it's 1:30. Oh, oh Eastern. 4.30 Eastern. 4.30 Eastern. Okay. Uh, it's, in all, it's in all your the usual podcast locations. Right. So Spotify and Apple Music and, and everything else. And also at the Daily Coast, um, the, the the YouTube Daily Coast site. So you can, you can you don't have to catch it live. You can catch it later. Yeah, you can, you can catch it live, folks. Or catch it later, catch it live, whatever, whatever you want to do. Uh, on civics, Joe Biden's uh, a job approval is holding steady. No reason for it not to be. That's a good thing for a president. He's just yeah, kind of and, it, yeah, and, it, and if you it, what it shows is that people are locked in. Where you see a lot of differences are when you go to specific issues like handling of the pandemic, and there even Republicans are you know they <laughs> they have to grudgingly approve. So a lot of people they're not going to say yeah I approve of Joe Biden right, but then you ask them specifically do you approve of 
his infrastructure bill? Do you approve a pandemic? Do you approve of, of how he's handling the economy? Like those numbers look a lot different than, uh, than his approval numbers, uh, which are just, they're going to be locked in. But he's above water and not by a lot, but he, he is. And Donald Trump is still, you know, 12 points underwater, right? So Donald Trump is also, if you look at those numbers, he's very steadily um, unpopular, steadily unpopular. And Joe Biden, I, I, would, I would argue that Joe Biden is popular. The fact that Republicans aren't running against him speaks volumes. And I don't know if you saw, but, you know, they said they're going to they're going to 2022 is going to be about how it's going to be all about the squad and how Joe Biden is beholden to the squad. Like they, they got to run against black and brown women because they don't know how to run against a white guy. So actually, I would say Joe Biden, by virtue of being a old white guy, has advantages that nobody else <laughs> in our party would have. And it's working to our advantage politically. It's horrible social, you know, just from a from a progress standpoint, I'm not particularly excited about it, uh, but at least it's it's given Republicans fits right now. And it's giving us a fighting chance in a midterm election that usually goes very poorly for the incumbent presidential party. Joe Biden, almost as popular as the brief. How about that? <laughs> OK, <laughs> check it out. Marcus Melissus. This has been Thursday Coast. Thanks as always, buddy. Thank you so very much. And I know everybody listening and watching this is vaccinated, but make sure everybody around you, your family members are vaccinated because we're, we're this close to normalcy. Like we're ready to get back. I'm ready to go restaurants without a mask and I'm ready to go catch some ball games. And uh, all that's holding us back are people who are, who are holding back on vaccination. So everybody got to do your part. Let's get everybody vaccinated. Here in New York, if you go to a Yankees or Mets game, show up the day, the evening of the game or the day of the game, they will vac vaccinate you on the spot and give you free tickets. And good, awesome. good seats at that. So there are these incentivizations taking place. So it's awesome. Yeah, good. Thanks, Marcos. Thank you so much. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.